You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day on Bible Study 21st Century Styles. We bring you the last broadcast of this year. That's right, the last broadcast of this year. And the reason being is because we take a little Christmas break. 
And uh, oh. I know, but uh, we'll be back January the 2nd. So, yeah, that's a few weeks away. Ooh. Yeah, so we'll be back January the 2nd after uh, today's broadcast. So we'll be taking off uh, all of the rest of the week, and then we'll be off until uh, after the New Year's. And so uh, we're... Uh, just got a few announcements that we got to make like that so that you know what's going on here at CAC as well as um, the daily broadcast. And, of course, this being the last broadcast till after the first of the year, uh, we want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And so, yeah, and uh, we hope that you and your family have a safe uh holiday season. Also, uh, we'd like to let you know that uh, we are not having church tonight, our online service tonight at Pipeville Apostolic Church or Wednesday night service at Cornerstone or Sunday services. No Sunday services. It's family day, and we're designating that for all the families who will be spending time with each other and celebrating Jesus together. So uh, that is an announcement we want to make. Also, coming up tomorrow night, December the 21st, well, that would be uh, Thursday night, and uh, not tomorrow night, but Thursday night, December the 21st, 6 to 8 p.m., we are going to be celebrating our Christmas party, CAC Christmas party at the Christian Community Center in Phelps, Kentucky. So come on out and be with us. That'll be December the 21st. That's Thursday night, 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, just bring some refreshments or some snacks uh, because uh, they will have pizza available for the kids. But uh, if you want to bring some finger foods or something like that, you can do that. Also, CAEC New Year's Eve celebration coming up Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. after midnight. And our communion and foot washing service, always the first Sunday uh, in January. This year, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have a night service for communion and foot washing. Also, a men's meeting, first Monday of the month usually, but this coming month in January. It's going to be January the 8th at 6 p.m., which is the second Monday due to a holiday. So keep that in mind. And also the Easter play. Yeah, Easter's just around the corner. Uh, The sign-up sheet is on the back podium in the church. So if you want to be a part of that, be sure to sign up and uh, get involved in some of the things, especially your kids. Also, uh, we have several prayer requests that we'd like to make mention of, as we said, and uh, we want to uh, always remember to pray for those that are sick, all those that need healing in their body. And I want to just mention about the last 10 of these. Let's remember Nick Justice, Molly, Fran, Cassandra Prater, Becky Polly, Christy Jarrett, Charlene Cup, Ruth Lanham, Janice Davis, and Emma Jo Gannon. And also there is a request for Millie, who is an elderly lady, and she fell and bruised herself all up uh, pretty bad. 
and that was a request from one of our viewers. So if you have a request you'd like to make known, <clears throat> you can do that simply, and I, I apologize for our, uh, our uh, I guess, <laughs> not being able to see the request. Let's see what happened here. See if I can uh, kind of get this the way it needs to be so we can uh, kind of get that lined out. There we go. It was off center bad, so now we got it. But um, we want to uh, remind you that if you would like to leave your prayer request or praise support, you can do so several ways. You can uh, call in at 606-282, and uh, let me get this up on the screen for you. 4108 6062824108 and also you can email those to CAC Daily at CACphelps.org or prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. And we'd like to let you know that uh, we're going to be praying for these requests right now. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we have the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to utilize this platform to gather with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. I thank you, Lord, for the 10 years you've allowed us to be on air and able to teach your word and to just have a great time meeting new people and seeing you do great things. And Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty and miraculous way for each and every one that needs a touch, whether it's a spiritual, physical, or mental uplifting, that they will receive it by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, as we said, uh, today's broadcast is the last broadcast of the year, and we'll be back on January the 2nd to be uh, refreshed uh, you know, uh, ready to go again and have our work on our 11th year uh, that uh, we have been CAC Daily ICAST. So if you would uh, keep praying for this broadcast, keep praying for me, and uh, keep being faithful in your viewing, we'll just keep right on doing what we're doing as long as we are able. What about that? Well, let's, uh, yeah, that sounded like a good idea, didn't it? But uh, we're glad that you've joined us today on this last broadcast of the year. And we got some things lined up. We got some Christmas teaching. We are in the book of Revelation, but we're not going to go into Revelation 15 is where uh, we would start today normally because uh, if we was continuing on through the year, uh, we're in, uh, finished up chapter 14 yesterday. And so, uh, chapter 15 is, uh, where we will start. But since we don't want to start and then take off to after the first of the year and then have to basically reiterate everything that we taught, uh, would teach today on the second, we're going to, uh, have a special Christmas edition of CAC study. That's right. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, I usually start printing bulletins. Uh, we have a weekly bulletin, and usually all the month of December, I will start with the first uh, week. Uh, I will have a special Christmas uh, bulletin. Second week, special Christmas bulletin. Third week, special Christmas bulletin. Fourth week, 
same thing, special Christmas bulletin. But today you're going to get all of them in one study. There you go. Well, let's see if we can't get started here uh, today. We're, of course, reading our way through uh, the um, Old Testament. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to go right on into the New Testament. Get through the New Testament, well, we're going to go right on into the Old Testament again, loop back through. So if you say, if you stay with us, you can say that you have read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily iCast. I don't know if my phone will pick it up or not, but uh, let's see if if this will uh, pick it up because uh, I was I was. Um, you can see a little bit. Let me see if I can uh, get my camera. We had a little bit of a snow, uh, just a little bit, not much. And uh, so we had a little bit of snow. And there you can see uh, the snow just, it's its about a half an inch. It's nothing, nothing great, nothing major. But we had about a half inch snow uh, yesterday into the night. And uh, so you can see from the crows flying to uh, Perry Mason's little toy sticking up there. That's his perch view, and that's where he stays uh, most of the time during the day, looking out the window, watching the crows fly, all that stuff. But uh, that is uh, just about a half-inch snow, so nothing major, nothing on the roads, but, you know, with all of that, uh, we know that it is uh, a slick time because the temperature is only 27 degrees. Oh. I know. I know. I boo too. Yeah. But 27 right now currently going to be a high of a balmy 34 degrees today. And let's just get this out of the way before we read through our scripture today, 34 for the high, with some clouds yielding to sun. <laughs> I love the way weather people describe what it's going to be like. Uh, you know, yielding to some sun. Uh, Wednesday, going to be 51. That's right. Tomorrow, it's going to feel like springtime. Partly sunny and warmer. And then on Thursday, it looks like it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 49 degrees. And look here for Friday. This is, this is the 22nd day of December, 56 degrees. Ooh. And then Saturday, 53. Sunday, oh, look at our 50 on Sunday on Christmas Eve. And looky, looky, looky. What is there on Monday, December the 25th, 56 degrees? Yeah, no white Christmas around here because when it gets up into the 50s, even the little high-fence snow that's on the ground is going to melt off. It may not melt off today because high today's only going to be around 34, but... By tomorrow, when it gets to 51, yep, it's going to be melted off. So that's what's going on. As you can see, just ground clutter right here 
in our little portion of East Kentucky. Nothing happening right now. All of that is just kind of picking up on the radar of what you would call either moisture so high up it's not reaching the ground or ground clutter. But uh, for all the holiday travelers, well, I would say that you are glad that uh, it is not going to be snowing so you can travel. And I know I'll be traveling. And uh, so we got places to go, people to see, turkey to eat. <laughs> That's right. Well, what do you say? Let's just jump right in and get our Bible reading in. Here we go. Second Kings chapter 24. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came up, and Jehoiakim became his servant three years. Then he turned and rebelled against him. And the Lord sent against him bands of the Chaldees, and bands of the Syrians, and bands of the Moabites, and bands of the children of Ammon, and sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servants, the prophets. Surely at the commandment of the Lord came this upon Judah, to remove them out of his sight, for the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he did. And also for the innocent blood that he shed, for he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, and Jehoiakim his son reigned in his stead. And the king of Egypt came not again any more out of his land, for the king of Babylon had taken from the river of Egypt under the river Euphrates all that pertained to the king of Egypt. Jehoiakim was eighteen years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. And his mother's name was Nehushta, the daughter of Elnathan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. At that time the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came against the city, and his servants did besiege it. And Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon, he and his mother and his servants and his princes and his officers. And the king of Babylon took him in the eighth year of his reign. And he carried out thence all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house, and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold which Solomon, king of Israel, had made in the temple of the Lord, as the Lord had said. And he carried away all Jerusalem and all the princes and all the mighty men of valor, even ten thousand captives and all the craftsmen and smiths. None remained, save the poorest sort of the people of the land. And he carried away Jehoiakim to Babylon, and the king's mother and the king's wives and his officers and the mighty of the land. Those carried he into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. And all the men of might, even seven thousand, and craftsmen and smiths a thousand, all that were strong and apt for war, even them the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon. And the king of Babylon made Mataniah his father's brother king in his stead, and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was twenty and one years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord it came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah, until he had cast them out from his presence, that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. 2 Kings 
That just caught me off guard. That was a shorter chapter than what I'm used to having read right here on CAC Daily ICAST. So it kind of caught us off guard just a little bit. But uh, I'm just ready to kick back and relax when all of a sudden I realize it's ending. But um, that was chapter 24 of Second uh, Kings. And uh, we'll pick back up reading through the word on January the 2nd, so keep that in mind. Also, we have coming up our 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Also, uh, we got our CAC Trivia Question of the Day coming up, and also the Commonwealth Minute, so uh, we got all of that coming up. Also, uh, we'd like to make an announcement that coming up in January, uh, we are going to be uh, doing uh, the 30 Days of Prayer. The World Network of Prayer has chosen the theme AI, Apostolic Influence, in today's technology-driven society. When uh, we hear the abbreviation AI, many of us would assume it refers to artificial intelligence. This development uh, in the fields of computer science and engineering makes it possible for machines to learn from experience and provide uh, services typically requiring human input. However, in this case, AI means apostolic influence. This intelligence is not human or machine engineered. And it is, uh, it is not artificial. It is authentic and biblical and comes from the throne of God. Such influence is a spiritual force that focuses on hearts and transforms people through the apostolic means given by an omniscient, omnipotent, or omnipotent, and omnipresent God. And Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 20, and or built upon the foundation, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And then we've got uh, five weeks in January. Uh, week one, we'll be praying that all will be cleansed of anything that keeps them from receiving God's promises, much like the children of Israel who came out of Egypt. Pray that God will bless his people with great favor and no lack. And uh, week two, Pray that God's favor will empower his people to advance his kingdom. Week three, pray that all leadership and ministries in the entire church body will manifest influence from the favor of God and of people in the model of growth in the life of Jesus. And pray that we will reach people worldwide. It's what we're trying to do here. Pray for great revival and harvest following the example of the early church who went about praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. And in week five in January, we'll be praying, pray that God will help those including the church uh, leaders, uh, ministers, all who are going through trials and all who need healing and deliverance as he did with the children of Israel. And he delivered him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom. 
And so with that said, um, that is the 30 days of prayer, and we will have that uh, posted on our website, on our uh, Facebook page, and uh, of course, when we crank back up in January, we will be posting the week, um, like week one, we will have it posted on our broadcast. So uh, we're looking forward to praying through the month of January, just titled 30 Days of Prayer. And, uh, you know, we're all built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Well, let's see if we can't uh, do a little something that we like to do about this time. And if you got a minute, well, you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 and 16 says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. The church in Achaia addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And then Paul instructs us to submit ourselves to those like the saints in Achaia. Addiction is a powerful thing. In the world, if you hang out with people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs, you are more likely to become addicted to those things yourself. And if you hang out with people in the church who are addicted to the work of the Lord, you are more likely to become addicted to those things. Are you addicted? This will be the last broadcast of this year. For CAC Daily ICAST. We'll be back on January the 2nd, so don't think we've quit because we haven't quit. The only way we'll quit is if we uh, broadcast and nobody checks in. So be sure to write on your calendar that we won't be having any broadcast uh, starting tomorrow, no broadcast all the way through, and our next broadcast will be January the 2nd at 10 a.m., so keep that in mind. And, uh, well, uh, also, we'll, as we said, we'll be posting the 30 Days of Prayer January the 2nd, and we'll be talking more about that. That's the paper I just read to you. And let's see if we got anything else we can get into. Well, of course, we got to get into this because this will be the last trivia question of the year. That's right. So here we go. It's time. 
What time is it? i tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Pressensburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what we got here. In what Old Testament book do we read multitudes, multitudes in the Valley of Decision? Multitudes, multitudes in the Valley of Decision. Where do we read that at? What Old Testament book? We give you half the answer. It's in the Old Testament. (laughs) So, yeah, we give you half the answer. So, uh, in what Old Testament book do we read multitudes, multitudes in the Valley of Decision? And uh, we'll have the results of that on January the 2nd. (laughs) That's right. January the 2nd. And, of course, speaking of results... We do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was a good one because uh, it was uh, one that when everybody participated in it, 100% answered the same way. Was it right or was it wrong? In what city were the disciples first called Christians and out of those that Participated. Looks like 100% of you got it correct. And so we'll give you a hand. They were first called Christians at Antioch. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. So, yeah. You know, uh, my wife was talking about when she was a little girl that uh, they was a local preacher, and uh, he was uh, preaching that, and that's something that stuck with her. And uh, so, you know, you never know when you're talking to someone or when you're preaching or teaching or just doing a broadcast like this, that something you say may stick with someone for a lifetime because that's when my wife was a little girl, and, well, let's just say... um, She's she's not a child anymore. <laughs> I've learned I've learned some things in in life. You never call somebody old; they're mature. Uh, you never uh, you know uh, tell a woman's age. You just say they're older and uh, wiser. And uh, let's see, you never you never mention a, a woman's weight and. Uh, you always tell a woman her cooking is great. And let's see what else you got to tell. You know, all these things is, is reason 
you know, people stay married for a long time. You'd be surprised how many people get fighting mad and it ends up even being festering because how many knows that when you get mad at one thing, you want to bring up everything else that's bothered you? Have you ever noticed that? That used to be uh, the thing growing up. You'd take so much from your friends or from your family, and then uh, all of a sudden uh, when they, uh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, all of a sudden you're starting to tell them not only that thing that bothered you, but now everything in the past that's bothered you. And that's the way some people treat pastors. Some people treat churches. Some people, you know, church is the best thing ever happened to them until they decide to leave. And then all of a sudden, something just terrible. It's a terrible place, I tell you. (laughs) Anybody that listens to someone who leaves a church and talks about that church and is disgruntled with that church and wants to destroy that church, put that church down. Now, there's a difference if, if something is true, like, you know, if the pastor was crazy and was preaching strange doctrine, nothing wrong with leaving that church and saying you don't want to go there. But if if it's a good church and you just get mad because you didn't get to participate in something or sing or play an instrument or do something, don't get mad and go out and try to destroy that church. They might know something, and in fact, they did know something, because if you go out and try to do that, then your spirit wasn't right to begin with, right? Absolutely. But I don't know how we got on that, but I do know this. You learn some things in life. You know, David said that he was young, and now he's old. And he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Aren't you glad the Lord will never leave you at the intersection begging for food? That's what I tell our folks all the time because we see people at the intersection all the time asking for a handout or begging for money or food. And uh, I said, that's one thing you as a child of God will never have to do. I believe that. I believe that you'll never be standing at the intersection. And you know what our intersections are today? Facebook. If you get on Facebook and you start saying, you know, I don't have anything to eat or I don't have anything, you're you're not helping uh, the cause of God. If you're a Christian, you're not helping the cause of God. In fact, you're uh, bringing a reproach upon, uh, first of all, Jesus Christ because you're not trusting him enough to believe for the provision you're you're bringing a reproach upon the church you attend because you didn't go uh, to the church for help and uh, you're bringing a reproach upon Christianity in general because uh, you're making people doubt that uh, the Lord can take care of them so uh, if you're a Christian don't get on Facebook and start talking about how you don't have this and don't have that Facebook's not your platform for telling people your needs. Facebook is just that. It's Facebook. It's not even it's not even uh, worthy for a Christian to look at and say, oh, this is so important. I read it on Facebook. It must be true and all this. Just just remember, take it to the Lord in prayer. 
That's right. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll get those old hymnals out and just uh, sing that song, uh, Take It to the Lord in Prayer. Yeah, remember that song? That's the only part of it I remember. I used to sing them songs when I was younger. Yeah. Well, let's see. We got coming up uh, in just a little bit. We'll have our teaching session. But we do want to squeeze something in right here that we like to do. And this is a, an important subject. And this comes from the Commonwealth Minute. And this is College Presidents Fail Moral Test to Condemn Anti-Semitism. Remember how all of the leaders of the most prestigious educational systems of our day and universities of our day can't even condemn, you know, prejudice and anti-Semitism and all of these things? Here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The presidents of several prestigious universities are under fire over tolerating anti-Semitism on their campuses. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik asked the presidents of Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, and MIT if calling for the genocide of Jews violated university codes of conduct. The presidents didn't answer directly, and they dodged questions about vicious anti-Semitism and threats to Jewish faculty and students. UPenn's president has since resigned, and her peers are facing pressure to do the same. This congressional hearing and the anti-Semitic protests that initiated it have been a moral test, and many major university presidents have failed it. The right response to a riot in anti-Semitism isn't equivocation and compromise, but it is moral courage to stand against evil and to tell the truth. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute. And, you know, um, I was looking at uh, the time, of course. We know that it's time for us to have our study, and we're doing a special Christmas edition today. Uh, but um, we usually get about 260 episodes per year in. Uh, and uh, by the end of the year, we usually have that. And uh, we have approximately 2,100 episodes uh, that we have done over the past 10 years. But uh, this year, this is only episode number 198. We fell two uh, short of making our minimum of 200. And our maximum, of course, is what we would do if we never missed a broadcast. That's Monday through Friday, for 52 weeks, we would uh, have 260 episodes. But um, we're on episode number 198, and this is the last episode of CAC Daily ICAST of this year. So we fell two, two broadcasts short this year. And uh, so that's going to put us about now somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, – we thought we'd have just a little over 2,100 episodes, but now it's right at 2,100 episodes that we have. And then we'll see what we get next year as we uh, try to get in at least a minimum of 200 episodes and try to at least get uh, maybe 210 uh, episodes in. We can do that 
pretty much so. But see, we take off different uh, holidays. We take off for vacation. We take off Christmas break. So yeah, sometimes it's a little hard to uh, get all of that in. So uh, with that said, that brings us up. This is uh, going to be a special Christmas study today. And so uh, we want to take our break and clear up the lag so that we can record these and put them on the archives. And that way people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to a special Christmas edition of CAC Daily iCast as we bring you just a little bit of uh, study in the Word, uh, Bible study, 21st century style, and uh, that's home Bible study, 21st century style, we should say. But uh, we want to make mention in, in the broadcast today, of course, starting out that this is the last broadcast of this year. We're taking off until after the first of the year. So we'll be back on January the 2nd. So mark it on your calendar. And we just pray that all of you will have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Always keep Jesus first and foremost in everything. 
and everything will always work out. So uh, we'll be uh, uh, not having a broadcast until January the 2nd. So tell your family, tell your friends, tell others that may uh, not uh, understand that we're taking a little break uh, and just help them to understand that uh, we'll be back, Lord's will, after Christmas and after the New Year's. Uh, January the 2nd, we'll be back refreshed and ready to have a little bit of home Bible study, 21st century style, all through the year of 2024. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Got to get used to writing your that on your checks and on your forms and all the things that you got to do instead of 2023. Now it's going to be 2024, so get used to that. Well, we wanted to do a special um, kind of uh, study today, and uh, we wanted to, uh, we ended up with uh, studying chapter 14 of Revelation uh, yesterday's broadcast. So today we didn't want to start in chapter 15 and then have to reiterate and go over again everything that we would would have taught today uh, on January the 2nd. So we decided to do a special Christmas edition of CAC Daily ICAST. And we're going to just study about the birth of Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. Uh, it is the birth of uh, our Lord and Savior, uh, the events surrounding his birth. Uh, how did he and Mary and Joseph end up where they uh, were in Bethlehem and all of these things? So uh, we want to just jump right in. We've got uh, several places we want to look at today. And uh, these come from our weekly bulletins that we print. Uh, and usually in December, we have four weeks of uh, uh, each week we take a section in the Word of the Lord and talk about uh, the birth of Jesus. So we're going to combine all of those today, and uh, hopefully you will be blessed. So tell your family, tell your friends, CAC Daily ICAST is ready to study the Word, and let's just jump right in and get started. We want to go to Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And I want to stop right there, and uh, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. Uh, this is going to be our special Christmas edition and we're just going to study, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. This is episode 1,132 of our studies that we've had since we started our broadcast of studying uh, topics. Uh, you might uh, think, well, I thought you had over 2,100 episodes. We do. Uh, we never started our, our uh, daily study until a certain period of time later. So that's why that, that number's different. In case you was wondering, just wanted to clarify that because somebody's going to say, well, he says we've done over 2,100 episodes, and then why is this episode number 1,132? This is our episode of that through the word, not episodes of the broadcast. All right. Hated to go through that ex explanation, but uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we uh, study, it's all about Jesus. 
Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word, to utilize this platform. Lord, you've been good to us through this past year. You have blessed us abundantly. You have shown us that you will take care, you will honor, and you will bless, and you will always take care of your people. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every one who is watching today, that they will be blessed with a special blessing, and uh, that they will understand that you are the one that will take care of them, and uh, you will see us through 2024. And we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. When we look at this uh, story, this particular story, uh, when the wise men came from the east, they were in search of a young child. And uh, Herod, the king, had heard these things, and he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. And then Herod, when he had privily or privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. This was a deceptive, uh, you know, uh, instruction from the king. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Notice it says young child. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I want to stop right there because there's some things in those scriptures that uh, many times when you see a nativity uh, scene, you see uh, the shepherds, you see animals, you see uh, the wise men, and, of course, Mary and Joseph and, and the baby Jesus. That's usually, and I've even seen some nativity scenes that had Santa Claus in, in the scene. <laughs> but... That's usually how the scene is, right? You got the wise men and you got the shepherds together. Actually, uh, biblically, the wise men and the shepherds were not there at the same time. They were not there at the same time. At this particular time, if you notice, they uh, came, the wise men came and found the child just like uh, they uh, were told they would, and uh, they came into the house. Remember, Jesus was born in a stable because there was no room in the inn. Well, let's just read that just for a moment, and then we'll back up and go back to uh, how that 
when when you understand scripture, you understand the wise men and the shepherds were not there at the same time. So let's uh, bring this up, and I'll I'll let you read along with us. Um, and it came to pass, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar August, Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And then the very next verse, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And it shall, this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So with this, we see how important it is to understand Scripture. Um, and we see that when the shepherds were told about Jesus, uh, Jesus had just been born. And, and that's uh, interesting within itself because I think, uh, you know, shepherds were not considered uh, important people. They, they were actually looked down on by other people. They were looked at as being uh, less than important, if you will. But that is uh, the first news that was brought of the birth of Jesus was to shepherds. Now, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. And one of the reasons is not only uh, does the Lord want us to know uh, that uh, he comes to the poor, the lowly, uh, but also he was going to be the chief shepherd, the good shepherd. And therefore, I think that that was the connection there because uh, shepherds, uh, they guard the flock by night. They lead the sheep to green pastures. They uh, bring them to watering places and take care of the sheep. And and that's exactly what Jesus was going to do. So I think that uh, when uh, the heavenly host began to appear with that angel and uh, who was talking to the shepherds, uh, it's very important that we understand the difference in that announcement, and then the wise men seeing the star uh, in in the uh, east. Um, so there was uh, 
there was wise men from the east who came to Jerusalem, and they came into a house. But you notice the first verses that I read to you was that uh, they all went to be taxed, and when she was delivered uh, of the child, it was, and if I could bring this up for you, it was uh, when she, uh, you know, had the baby Jesus, laid him in a manger, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. But when the wise men came to see Jesus, following the star, they found him in the house. So I wanted to kind of distinguish those two things. So when you see a nativity scene now, you really should see, uh, you know, Jesus and and Mary and and uh, uh, or and yeah, Jesus and Mary and Joseph in the center, and then have the shepherds there. Maybe have the wise men coming from afar. The old joke is. You know that the wise men were firemen. And somebody said, well, how how you know they was firemen? Because they came from afar. <laughs> That's East Kentucky humor. But uh, our nativity scenes should be Jesus and, and, the, and the shepherds, you know, and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. But the wise men off somewhere away from the nativity scene coming to uh, the nativity scene, but we, we bunch them all together and, you know, um, and I know why people do that because, you know, each had a connection with Jesus, but it wasn't at the same time. So what happens sometimes if we're not, um, uh, you know, careful, we will, uh, see nativity scenes and not know the word of the Lord, or we will see, uh, you know, Easter presentations and not know the word of the Lord. We'll be taking what we see rather than what we read. So I just wanted to kind of bring that and break that apart for you. I hope that that is a help to you to understand that they were not all there at the same time. So when the wise men came from the East, they were in search of a young child and the child they were searching for was no ordinary child. He was a king, king of kings, king of kings, Lord of lords, and he was king of the Jews. What brought these wise men to a place where Jesus was? Well, here's what happened. They, what it, was it that they followed and led them to the place where they found the king of kings? Well, it was a star. They followed a star that led them to where Jesus was. Now, a lot of people get kind of sidetracked and mixed up. They say, well, you know, um, the, uh, the shepherds, uh, they, they, uh, they followed a star. No, uh, the, the shepherds, uh, it was, it was the wise men and, and, you know, kind of when you're looking at the wise men, you have to understand wise men in biblical terms. It means magi. It means magi. And it means that they were people who, who navigated, uh, by stars. They, they navigated, uh, by, uh, basically the way that, uh, old ships used to navigate and other people used to navigate before we had GPS and all of that. Well, that's kind of what these, these guys did. 
and that's why they're following a star. So the shepherds didn't follow a star, but the wise men followed a star. And so um, the shepherds were simply appeared to by an angel, and um, a bright light shone round about them, and the announcement of where Jesus was came to them, and that's how they came to where Jesus was. So now we see the wise men are following a star. So what does this tell me in illustrations? This tells me that many different people find Jesus in different ways, in different paths. Uh, Some people, uh, you know, find Jesus because they just hear the word of the Lord and they believe others have to see things. They have to see people's lives changed and, and uh, other people that's following Jesus. And, and they have to follow, uh, you know, maybe them to church or something like that before they can start hearing the word and then giving their life to the Lord. So what that illustration just tells me is that there's different ways that people get to Jesus, different time frames, different people. Um, but the main thing is get to Jesus, get to Jesus. That's the greatest thing that any of us could understand is, uh, you know, whether it's the miraculous that brings you to Jesus or whether it's just simply the word of the Lord instructing you to give your life to the Lord, get to Jesus. So we're living in a world that's starved for, um, stardom, starved for stardom. They want to be recognized. They want to be popular. They want to, uh, I mean, just uh, listen to uh, 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 young people as they talk. They talk about TikTok. They talk about uh, all of these other uh, social media platforms. I mean, usually Facebook's for us old folks now. Most young people have moved on from that. But um You've got all sorts of of social media platform that young people use uh, because they're in search of stardom. They will sing in hopes of maybe some uh, song uh, program uh, will hear them or some producer will hear them and uh, and and you know give them a singing contract. Um, of course, uh, there's all sorts of other things that people do to try to get stardom. And um, so we're living in a world that's starved for attention. It's starved for attention. But instead of being starved for attention, we should be looking unto Jesus and give all of our attention to him. If you're going to be starved, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. You should follow Jesus. Don't be starved for stardom. You should be starved to follow Jesus. That's right. So if I could put it that way. So a world that we live in is starved with, uh, with stardom. Um, children have uh, people, athletes, uh, uh, different people they look up to. Uh, young people and, and young adults have like country music stars and and rock stars and all that, and they look up to them. We 
need to know that in a world that is starved for stardom, we have to be careful that we don't teach our children to love the world and the things of the world, but we need to teach them to love Jesus. This Christmas, you ought to set your child down or your children and begin to tell them and read to them the Christmas story. They need to know about Jesus. They need to know the journey the shepherds made. They need to know the journey the wise men made. They need to know the journey that Mary and Joseph made and the submission they gave so that they could be at Bethlehem paying their taxes like a a good couple will. And uh, then Jesus is born, who is Savior of the world. Well, um, you know, uh, we got to learn to steer our children and even ourselves in the right direction. We're faced with a world that's looking for heroes in all the wrong places. We're faced with a world that's seeking to find an example to follow. We're faced with a world that's starving for attention and entertainment. And too often, while in search of an example to follow, we find ourselves looking to the world instead of the Word. What this world needs is more stars that will lead folks to Jesus. That's right. Not more stars of Hollywood or Nashville. Not has-beens looking for a new career in religion. We need some pure, 100% genuine, godly folks who are willing to step out of the status quo of religion and take on the responsibility of leading someone to pure, undefiled religion, to follow Jesus. That's our call. That, that's what we're all called to do. It's not just ministers. It's you. It's me. It's whosoever will. We need to be the people like the star, like the star that, that uh, you know, uh, they followed. And, and we've seen his star in the east. Well, you know what? These wise men followed the star. We need to lead people to Jesus. Get people to follow you as you follow Christ. That's that's what the writer said, you know, uh, follow me as I follow Christ, which means imitate me in what I'm doing, the way I live for the Lord, the way I serve the Lord. And then now you can serve the Lord that way. That's basically what that means. We need some uh, stars, and I'll put that in our quotes in our day, who have an experience with the Lord and want to lead others to the place where they can have an experience with the Lord. This Christmas, wouldn't it be great if you led somebody to Jesus? Wouldn't it be great if you gave a Bible study to somebody and they gave their heart to Jesus? Wouldn't it be good if you were sitting around the table eating uh, your Christmas dinner and then you got into a conversation and someone gave their life to the Lord? That's following the star. That's following people that follow Jesus. That's the way we are to be, an example. Now, some people say, well, I want to be a star. Uh, You know, when people say that, usually they want popularity. But you can be that 
person that leads somebody to Jesus. You can be that star that leads somebody to Jesus. We need some people who's going to lead others into the atmosphere of praise, in the atmosphere of worship. We need people who are going to continually stay on course, not just be in church today and out tomorrow. They are in it for the long haul until they go where Jesus is. You know what? This present generation and next generation needs to be able to find their way to Jesus. Are you going to be the one that leads them there? Are you going to be the one that's steadfast, unmovable, following Jesus so you can lead others to Jesus? Well, do you want to be a star? Whether you realize it or not, you're going to lead some folks somewhere. It may be down the road of destruction or it may be down the road of righteousness, but you're going to lead some people somewhere. Don't look to the world, but look to the Word and become a star that will lead some people to Jesus. Now, Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem because it was tax time. You know, at the end of the year, it's tax time, right? You, you got till you know, April to file your taxes, but everybody starts looking at the end of the year, getting their taxes together, getting everything ready to file so that they don't uh, become late on their taxes. Well, most people do. Tax time in Bethlehem, this was a time when the city was crowded with folks fulfilling their obligation of paying taxes. Yes, even back then, taxes was something to be reckoned with. Mary and Joseph made their journey of approximately 100 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. This was a task within itself. Not only was it uh, hard to make this journey, but Mary was great with child. You see, Mary was great with child, and being the law-abiding citizens they were, they set out on their journey. When they got to Bethlehem, they found the city crowded and no vacancy signs everywhere. Sorry, no room. No room in the inn. And on top of it all, Mary was ready to give birth. Most of us would say, Mary, you just stay home. I know you're not feeling well. I'll go to Bethlehem. But that wasn't the way it was. The Bible had to be fulfilled. Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem, not in Nazareth, okay, Nazareth. So uh, with that, Mary's about ready to give birth, and instead of the finest hotel suite with a comfortable bed, renowned hospitality, or a renowned hospital with skilled staff, they found themselves in a lowly stable with only a manger in which to lay their newborn baby. Mangers were feeding troughs for animals. Yeah, he was going to be the bread of life. He was going to feed his people. He proved it naturally and spiritually. The bread of life would feed mankind. Sometimes we fail to see the good in hardships. Sometimes we fail to see the good in hardships. When things get difficult, maybe the Lord is getting ready to give us something greater. If you lose your job, maybe the Lord has a better one waiting for you. 
If you face obstacles, maybe the Lord is sparing you from hurt and pain, perhaps even slowing you down. For you see, sometimes he steers us away from what we think is best for us to lead us to where he knows what is best for us. Sometimes we say, oh, pray that it's the Lord's will that I get this job. We're trying to pray the Lord's will on something that may not be his will. We need to just pray, I want the Lord's will done. If I get this job, I want it to be in the will of the Lord. If I if I do this, move here or go there, change churches, whatever it is, I want it to be in the will of God. Don't ask people to pray that it be the will of God because you're trying to pray God's will many times on things that's not his will. I hope that makes sense to you today. The Lord used taxes to set in motion the fulfillment of his word. So as you embark upon filling your obligation at tax time, just remember why it was that Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem. Who knows what miracle God has for you and me at tax time? Well, we go on into um, Luke, and and we read all the way through to to um, to the um, verse uh, seven, and she brought forth her firstborn son, laid him, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country, and I just want to go back to this because I want us to uh, kind of uh, finish this study today, a special Christmas edition to understand the difference uh, between the wise men and the shepherds. So uh, let's go to uh, verse number 8, and it begins to say this. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping their watch, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When uh, we look at this scene, we find that uh, it is a... um, a revelation of where Jesus is, a revealing, if you will. And I think that that's where we need to be today. We need to know where Jesus is. Some people say, oh, he's in heaven. Some people say, oh, he's in my heart. Um, we need to be able to follow Jesus. And, and you know, when you look at the uh, shepherds, uh, they they didn't have a star, uh, they didn't have, uh, you know, some uh, map to follow, but they were given instructions from heaven above how to find Jesus. Well, 
Haven't we been given instructions from heaven above? His word is forever settled in heaven. Therefore, his word will lead us to him. His word will lead us to him. I'm glad I got led to the Lord. I'm glad that I I was uh, wise enough to see I needed Jesus and then started reading, how do I get there? And then Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost because people wanted to know how they too could be saved, how they could make it to heaven, how they could follow Jesus, how they could become followers of the Lord. And Peter didn't hesitate. The 11 with him, they stood up and they said, here's what Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas in the correct manner. Some people don't even celebrate Christmas. Some people think it's, it is wrong if you celebrate Christmas, but I don't celebrate Christmas with Santa Claus. I don't celebrate Christmas with, uh, you know, uh, looking at the commercialization of it. Um, I celebrate Christmas because it's, it's a day that we recognize the birth of Jesus. Now, we all know, and, and if you don't know, I'm getting ready to help you know, we all know that, uh, that Jesus was uh, more than likely, more likely than not, he, he was not, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I better back up and rewind. He, it's more likely he was not born on December the 25th. Oh, I know that just, that just destroyed everybody. But we've been taught this. No, you've been taught to celebrate that day, that day. You, you haven't been, uh, you know, uh, no, no, uh, biblical history says, yeah, it was December the 25th, zero, 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 zero year. <laughs> no, but, uh, and there's several reasons because, uh, uh, some people think shepherds would not have been out in the field, uh, you know, in December. Uh, but let's just get back to some things that, uh, that we do know. Many folks today don't celebrate Christmas in the correct manner. They, they have a lot of reasons they celebrate Christmas. Sometimes it's for gifts. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, uh, tradition. Uh, but uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 5 and 6 says, one man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth a day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth unto the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. So as long as a person is celebrating something that has to do with the Lord and is regarding it as unto the Lord, there is no harm. I know people says, oh, pastor, you shouldn't celebrate Christmas. That's a pagan holiday. Well, you know, if, if, if we looked at that, we couldn't say on Christmas, this is a day the Lord hath made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. We couldn't say on Halloween, you know, 
the 31st of October. This is the day the Lord hath made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We couldn't say on Easter, you know, this is the day the Lord hath made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We would have to just really not fully implement the Word of God in our life. If you esteem a day unto the Lord, it's unto the Lord you've done this. That's why I know that in Romans, uh, it's it's talking about a different event, but it's talking about days. If you look at a day and you esteem it as a certain day, and you begin to, uh, you know, celebrate a certain day, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you are giving God thanks, honoring the Lord in it, making sure that this day is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice. And be glad in it. So Christmas, you rejoice in the Lord. Christmas Eve, rejoice in the Lord. Halloween, rejoice in the Lord. That's what we do. We we take every day of the year, 365 and that one fourth day, and we celebrate Jesus. And I want to I want to close uh, with uh, this because even though man through commercialistic greed, has distorted the view for many of the true meaning of Christmas. Many have lost sight of the babe in the manger. Many have lost comprehension of the virgin birth and don't even believe it happened. And many have lost the knowledge concerning the one who is called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Many still view Jesus as that babe in the manger, but this world must come to the realization that Jesus is no longer in the manger He's on the throne. He came from the throne to the manger, then back to the throne, if you can grasp onto that. And the last verse we want to read, John chapter 5, verse number 39. And uh, I will bring this up, and we will close with these two verses on this special edition of our Christmas CAC Daily ICAST. John chapter 5. Verse number 39, search the scriptures for in them you think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me and ye will not come to me that ye may have life but they are they which testify of me. He was more than just a child more than just a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. In fact, when you read the word, you find that John 8 and 24 says, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. We find Acts 4 and 12, Neither is our salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Revelation 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. He is author and finisher of our faith, bread of life, chief cornerstone, door, everlasting Father, first and last, he is God. He's the high priest. I am Jehovah, King of glory, Lord God Almighty, mighty God, Nazarene, only wise God, our Savior, potentate, quickening spirit, resurrection and life, Savior, true God, unspeak, unspeakable gift, vine 
and way. Yep, from A to Z. He's everything we need. He's more than just a child. He was God manifest in the flesh. I want to close with that. I hope that you've been blessed by today's special edition of our uh, of our study. And uh, I want you to know that uh, we hope that you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because this is the last um, the last um, uh, CAC Daily iCast of this year. So uh, we're taking off a few days to rest up and to travel and and uh, and enjoy uh, some time off. And we'll be back on January the 2nd. So uh, be sure to write that down, January the 2nd. Uh, I think that's on a Tuesday, and that will be at 10 a.m. We'll be right back here, Lord's will. So everybody have a great Christmas, and everybody have a happy new year. I appreciate your faithfulness to this broadcast. Thank you once again for making CAC Daily iCast something that we can do on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day because, well, we got to get out of here. And uh, we'll see you next year. How about that? We are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.